Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-Air Madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-Air Brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf Coast. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. So many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the <laughs> the talking to me! I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Midfly Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. And Matt, how you doing, Heggy? You well, mate? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. You? Man, we've had a fucking day here. Um, I went, yeah, earlier this morning, I was grabbing some shit out of this very office to go throw into the bin. And uh, I've come into the office and had no idea my little son, Charlie, was coming behind me. I've closed the door and old mate, somehow, speed of light, has gotten his finger his thumb into the into the door hinge. Yep. Or in oh. the hinge, not just the jam. It's gone in the hinge. No, jam, well, in the jam, I've gone to close the door behind me, heard a yell, look behind, torn off his full thumbnail. Oh, wow. Full thumbnail torn off, just sitting in the How door. How did he take that? How did he take it? Um, Man, yeah. better than me, I think. He stopped crying really? well before I did. I was a oh, fucking wow. disaster. Um, that sort of stuff looks disgusting. Just stick your tape it back on or anything. Got <laughs> no, to pretend man. it didn't happen. <laughs> You're lying. You never saw anything, mate. Um, man, I had to. I had to take the action. The thumbnail was just sitting in the in the jam. So I had to tell him to pick, tell him to pick his stuff up next time. <laughs> mate, I can't walk around tidying up after you all day. Pick man, it up, man. I think it's going to be one of those early because he's plenty of time. He's. 18, 19 months old. There's plenty of times where you go, mate, watch your fingers, watch your fingers, watch your fingers. And I think this yeah. one has sorted it. Oh, I don't know, man. I've not that long ago slammed my son's hand in the car door. Man, I thought you were about That's to say dick. There's a rubber seal. <laughs> you went in to slam my son's dick, and I'm like, no, you couldn't have caught his dick in the door. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that's almost on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he cop? Put your dick anywhere is on you, pretty much. <laughs> what did he um, cop? Oh, just the, just the fingers in the car door. That was oh, fine. I just stood there saying my fingers in the car door. There's rubber seals on car doors. It's not like the olden days car doors. They fold yeah, up. Mate, well, there's the no seals can't even get on. Written off, in fact. <laughs> no seals on the door here. Um, a lot of screaming yeah. down down to the doctor. They were a bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were um, fairly relaxed down there, I guess. 
because it's not the big thing that everyone's talking about all the time. Um, so they don't really care so much. You just come in yeah. and they, they're just happy it's not this, you know? Coronavirus! That's all they're asking yeah. about. Is it that? No. <laughs> but my son has nine fingernails. Surely you want to look into this. It's pissing blood everywhere oh, and he's screaming. Yeah. yeah. I, I reckon it's not a bad time to get another malady. That'd be so... Like they're just sitting around in an emergency at the moment. Just They're empty, aren't they? Just seeing, I wish something had happened. Where's the second wave? Yeah. You go in with a broken leg or a smashed thumb, I thought they'd be all over it. Well, we are recording this on Monday, so it's the 4th of May, Queensland and where you live, New South Wales, over the weekend. They, the restrictions were um, lifted, yeah? And thank goodness they have. You're allowed to jet ski to a picnic now in Queensland, <laughs> I read. <laughs> Man, it was the second thing they mentioned was jet skiing. Yeah. Which oh, really so really sums up Queensland. Um, I'm obviously down in Victoria where Dan Andrews, the same man, he, he, he uh, legalised the UFC here. So he legalised cage fighting and opened a safe injecting room. So I thought, this guy's a bit of a fucking loose unit and I, I like the yeah. cut of his jib. I've never seen someone so scared to just let me go and see my grandpa. We are locked down here. But I've got a feeling Queensland yeah. will fuck it up royally. Oh, I think larrikinism will get them through. That's uh, proven to be the cure for many things over the years. I think mateship, larrikinism, and a bit of good old what are you up to, cobbers, will get us through this. They'll be all right. They'll be right up there. Man, I, I did learn today that um, tearing off your thumbnail at 19 months of mm. age... Uh, doesn't hurt as much as snacks are tasty. He had blood piercing oh, everywhere, no. a cut on the other side of the thumb, no thumbnail, screaming. He go, man, do you want a little, yeah. you want a little rice cracker? He's like, yeah. Then he just ate that. Oh, great. So we just yeah, nice one. He's had a lot of snacks today. The little fella. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He'd be smashing his own, you know, face up just to get stuff soon. Yeah. Keep <laughs> that regime up. Look what I did. Give me a snack. Um, mate, I'm very excited for this week's episode. Last week's, though, if you missed it, involved a big fat man over in Thailand dying um, dying alone. And uh, we thought, you know what? Dying alone in Thailand, we've got a friend. We've got a very good friend of ours who we believe is going to go down that same path. Nice. Very nice. That is one Carl Chandler from the Little Dum Dum Club, a fan of Thailand. Too many stamps. Too many, too many Thailand stamps in his passport. For me, uh, border security keep letting him in though. But uh, I figure since we spoke to we spoke about a bloke last week who died by himself in Thailand, and that seems to be Chandler's dream. Let's give him a buzz, and I'll merge us all together. Hello, Carl speaking. Oh, g'day, Carl Chandler. That's uh, present. That's me. Yeah, you're on. How's it going, mate? Oh, I'm on air. Uh, uh, uh... First on call, long time listener. Um, oh, yeah. Thanks, man. How, how do you guys your ideas? Are you, though? Um, <laughs> uh, I listen to you guys when you talk to me, not the podcast ever. Um, yeah, so, right. But, Why would you? Yeah, yuck. Imagine. Mm. Oh, no. Mm. No. <laughs> Bring, brings me back. Brings me back. <laughs> <laughs> Eggy knows I'm a, I'm a big fan I'm a big fan of this soundboard that we've got here um, He's got a new fucking toy, Carl It's brilliant Yeah, this is the Fisher-Price uh, Correct 
that you're playing with the, hey. the, the little buttons, the little coloured <laughs> buttons on the side. My first podcasting desk. <laughs> um, I've actually got one that I think both of you boys will enjoy that I've added to the uh, to the lineup this week. Go on, hit us. Fuck yeah. The sound of the more chilly pokey machine when you get free spins. Uh, right. Yeah, okay. I'm middle class. I don't really understand those sort of sound effects. Sorry. Recorded uh, live at the Welcome Stranger. <laughs> now, I am familiar with that. I've done plenty of gigs that have had that sound effect. That's, that's more up my alley. <laughs> Mate, the, re- the reason we've got you on, Carl, is because this is episode eight of our show Midfly Brawl, which is about air rage incidents and other things that happen in the sky and last last episode uh was about uh an overweight american man he was quite obese and uh he took a shit in the business class bathroom he was sitting in economy he made the flight attendants wipe his ass (laughs) and ask them uh, and i quote to get deeper deeper get deeper yeah but the reason you can see why we've got you on Yes. Yeah, just to get my dick hard. I get it. Yep. Nah, well, that. Plus to uh, to just address the future you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. The future you. Yeah. Because this man, <laughs> this man never got... Uh, he'd flown with Ava Air a few times before Chandler, but uh, normally returned uh, to various parts of... From LA or San Fran to various parts of Thailand, which I know you are very fond of. Mm, heard of it. Heard of it? The final trip we covered last week of his, uh, he took the flight to Thailand, but he never flew home because uh, he achieved your dream, which is to die alone in Koh Samui. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the jury's out as to whether he was actually alone, but he went there alone and uh, yeah. right. died of personal complications. So he he what he died of an unwiped ass. What's the what, what's the story? How, how does it, can you is that fatal? How does that work? Man, he was over two hundred kilos. Yeah, what do you oh. think happened? Yeah, okay, all right, yeah. Mobility scooter got bogged in the sand at Koh Samui, and he oh, just fucking yeah. perished. Yeah, <laughs> as can happen. Yeah, yeah, that's, they're not wide roads, so um, yeah. <laughs> I get it. if he's on the if he's on the scooter. Is that is that you know when you see like the videos of like people in Asia and they've got like seventeen chickens and five people and you know all this sort of stuff hanging off a scooter and then this guy goes along on the scooter and it's like that's actually that's actually less weight with all the chickens on the bike than this fat cunt on the scooter. Oh fuck yeah. Like that's actually dodgier to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, they move house with less weight than this cunt. Yeah. That's um, well, just yeah, the, they're not big planes that go to Coast Samui. I'm surprised he could get on the plane that goes there. So no, he yeah. would have travelled over land, I would think, from Bangkok. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that takes a long time. The, if, you, the... if you go from Bangkok, you have to take like a 12-hour train and then get on a ferry. Oh right, he's yeah. not doing that. No, nah, get on a ferry. So. I wouldn't. Uh, well, right. I wouldn't have thought he'd get on a 12-hour train. Like you know, is that is that train stocked up well enough to feed a fucking 200 kilo cunt or not? I don't know. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Have you taken that train before, Chandler? I took a train once in Thailand, an overnight train, and the toilet was one of the ones that just you're just pissing onto a train track. Oh, really? I've, no, I've oh, never man. done it. I've, never I've had a it. shit on a train track, and and the train stopped just as I was doing it, and all these people <laughs> in Africa, and people just came up and selling samosas and shit at the window. My turd just rolled out the side. Christ. No, I've, ne- I've, I've never Mistimed done it. Mistimed it. 
I'd love to do it. I'd love to do the, the trip because from Bangkok to Suratani and then you get the ferry over to Koh I've never done it because it takes about, like that's the thing, it's an expensive plane ride. It's like, you know, two two fifty bucks to do that sort of tra- uh, plane ride, but it's like $10 to get on the train. But the train takes, you know, like nearly a day. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need money that bad to spend a day on no. the train. I'd rather take a no. 90 minute flight, but it does sound good. It, it's fucking tempting. It's very tempting. I just don't have the time. <laughs> you don't have the... Well, You've this got guy, a rush there to relax. This guy, Ch- Chandler, he was, um, he's unknown. Like, he's literally a John Doe. Oh, no really? One can <laughs> Maybe you can shed some light. He had a fucking hamburger T-shirt on. You make them that large. <laughs> and, uh, I was, hey, I run a podcast. We make T-shirts that are plenty large. Day one of making T-shirts, we found out that we had to make a 7X. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> That's amazing that no one could figure out who. It's not like it's not like a, a, a two hundred kilo man goes missing. Oh no, he didn't go missing. There's just we can't get his fucking name. Even and we've looked everywhere. Every airlines are like, no, we're not. We're not even mentioning this guy's fucking name. He made us wipe his ass and get our fingers up there and stuff. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like usually with someone like that, it's it's not like that you go, oh, he's this two hundred kilo guy with a dirty ass. It's like, yeah, I remember that guy. This is his name. <laughs> It's, yeah, you're not mixing up with someone else, man. But I, I like maybe they think it's um, it's like the strategy that people want the news to take with uh, school shooters and stuff. Like, stop putting their name out there; it makes them a hero. Oh, yeah. Maybe that. <laughs> this maybe. guy, they don't want other fat, <laughs> useless cunts. <laughs> do think it's a good idea. Maybe he was in fatness relocation program. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go to the fucking most conspicuous place in the world. You can be fat, Asia. <laughs> Man, and Chandler, what we what we love the most is that Taiwan News, the Taiwan News newspaper, um, they don't have the same uh, care for people's feelings as we do in our parts of the world. The headline was, System Snafu Enables Blacklisted Obese American to Book Overflight to Taiwan. Yeah. <laughs> That's Blacklisted obese. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think Chandler's fucking. This is news to him. He just goes, "What the fat cunt do?" First thing he said when he was on this podcast. So, I don't think he suffers from the PC culture. Well, I, I, I also think I'd be a better sub editor in Taiwan because you, you just read out a headline that went for about seventeen words, whereas I could have boiled down to that: fat, fat, fat cunt fucks up. Get <laughs> <laughs> print, boys. Man, that's a bit more Daily Mail. Yeah. Um, but the 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 little what's the is it a sub headline? What's the little headline under the main headline? The subhead. The subhead. Yeah, the subhead. Yeah, the subhead. They've they've, reco- they've referred to him as a corpulent American. Oh, <laughs> <a> corpulent. <laughs> yeah, oh, fat. This is, you... <laughs> this is this is printed up the, the Paris end of Taiwan, obviously. <laughs> Man, they've really taken digs at this bloke. Um, <laughs> In Taiwan, how does Taiwan newspapers speak better English than the rest of the world? Oh, yeah, then translate. Taylor. When things get translated from some languages, they've fucking got some great big words in there. Like they get out the thesaurus, which is something that the youth here never fucking do, seem to do, and uh, pull out some nice words. Yeah. Right. Oh no, this is great, Heggy. I don't. I don't think I mentioned this last week. A few uh, paragraphs down, they they talk about how he made the person wipe his ass. And then it said, on January 26, it was reported that despite the traumatic episode, the repugnant rider was able to book yet another ticket. Fuck yeah. <laughs> who did he, who did he fly with? 
Ava Ever. Air. EVA Air. Ever? Ever? Yeah. Ever. Evergreen Airways. Do you reckon that was released as sort of PR for that airline where, you know, it goes into the news and you go, oh my God, the first class, the business class on this airline is fucking schmick. Listen to, listen to what people get away with here. You get your ass wiped. <laughs> <laughs> if you upgrade to business, you get your, a deep ass wipe on this airline. Oh, no. Fuck. No. We told he he didn't upgrade the business. He was in economy. He oh, said the toilet was better. too small in economy, and he he's just fit. destroyed a business class he, shitter. Even better, you get your ass wiped in economy. What an airline! What if you, what, <laughs> did you get sucked off in business? What happened? Well, he also got three seats to himself. You get rewarded now for fuck ups. Like it's a <laughs> it's a victimhood is a fucking reward in itself now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. whatever it. Whatever Eva Air is doing, it's clearly good because unlike Virgin Australia, they're still going. So, uh, oh really? Maybe wiping asses and giving these fucking crazy people. Plus, free having an all-female crew helps as well. Mm. Oh, what female oh. pilots and everything? Oh, I don't think they take the the fucking. That, I don't think they take it that far. They're not. They're not mad. That's um. No, just just the stewardesses, all women. <laughs> <laughs> you, you co- Nick Cody, I don't want to scare you, but your uh, your your co-host sounds definitely not PC. He's telling it like it is. This bloke, I believe. <laughs> oh, oh, mate. Well, there's a, there's only one thing you can say about uh, this man, Luke Heggie. The one place you don't want a Queenslander is with his back to the wall. <laughs> Here he is. Is that on your fucking quick dial on the sound desk now? Is it? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, sick. they'll never leave. <laughs> Man, it was from a KO sports doco I watched on State of Origin. Oh, right. Yeah, but I thought it described Heggy mm. and his brethren. I've never had my back to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's an insult in Queensland, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Chandler, um, man, I'm just so excited because you. It is a, you've got an in-depth knowledge of Thailand. Like, not enough for Border Force to go through your laptop, but oh, you're only maybe two or three trips by yourself away from getting that treatment. Honestly, yeah. honestly it's like I'm, I've, got a new, I've got a new passport, and it feels a lot better because the old passport had way too many stamps in it. It looked, oh. fucking, it looked fucking dodgy. Heavy, we think. Yeah, it's, it's only got about yeah. two or three Thailand stamps in the new one, so I'm... Uh, yeah, it's, I think I'm all okay at the moment. Do they give you different colour fucking ink when you're by yourself going to Thailand? No, <laughs> no, no. I don't, but I, I don't travel that much by myself. I, I, if I, I think I've only ever Come been on. like once by myself. I have, I have. You, Get you, out, yeah. shut up, cunt. You've been with me. Cody's been with me to Thailand four times. <laughs> four? Fucking yeah, what? Three or four, shit. Yeah, Jesus. Three, three, three four, times. Four. No, no, no! I only did two of the Koh Samui oh, yes, right. podcast festivals, yes, podcast festival. <laughs> and then we, we we were together one other time. Uh, yeah, yeah, before that, yeah, that's right. Okay, three. Sorry, sorry. Fucking perverts! Fuck, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, hey, it was it was <laughs> nice. Heggy, you, you should have you should have seen it, man. Me and Cody, the first time we were in Thailand together, we were so excited. We were cooking up this scheme for days. And it's like, oh, oh, we're going to see each other tomorrow. And then it was like, it was like fucking some sort of Lady in the Tramp situation. 
running together with one one bit of fucking um, pad tie on each bit of our lips, just sucking it until we met yeah. on on the beach. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> fucking losers. Anyway, <laughs> well, mate, thank you very much for joining us, thanks, and I hope you do much. get do get to achieve your dream one day of dying by yourself oh, in God. Thailand. I mean, well, I'm in lockdown at the moment and, and it's beautiful beautiful for you to bring up the, the idea of being in Koh Samui at the moment instead of just being Oof, on my yeah. balcony but um, yeah oh. man fucking fatten up follow the dream they'll be taking the grass off the roof of a hut in no time and craning <laughs> you out <laughs> the, the dream there's no better way to go out and I don't don't, don't think I haven't thought about exactly what you're talking about <laughs> Chando, again, thanks for joining. Hey, is there anything you want to plug quickly before you go? Uh, <laughs> Peggy, I hung up on him. <laughs> I hung up on him. Good on you. Nice. I was about to vomit. Fuck you, Chando. We're not giving you a plug. All right, Heggy, who are we talking about this week? <laughs> um, oh, this week we've got uh, something a little different. We've got uh, LA to New York, American Airlines Flight 4. March 18, 2005. Yep. Uh, Mr. William Mr. William Lee, yep. bill to his mates, 48 of Brooklyn. Okay. Reacted quite quite violently when he was refused service. Oh. Uh, bit of a theme along the way, refusing these people. So just give him a, just give him another beer, will you? Oh, was it um, drinks? It wasn't like another dessert or something. It wasn't like fuck me. I no, could no, go another was... shortbread. No, he just, it was another beer. Oh no. He ended up uh, he ended up shoving a female cabin crew member against the wall. Can't do oh, that. Known as the in- yeah, the interior fuselage. And uh, the Road 35 man told the crew he was despondent after a recent breakup with his girlfriend. So he'd had a couple of shandies, and then he switched to vodka. What do you make of that? Wow. Yeah, like that's once not... Once he, the switch, it's always a bad move, the switch, I reckon. Yeah, you, if you're going to switch... Session. If you're going to switch, you've got to go backwards. It's like, fuck, I've had a few whiskeys. Yeah. Let's grab a beer. Calm things down. Yeah. Get a bit bloated. What but, I don't like about vodka uh, versus beer is that with vodka, you don't bloat. At least I know as I'm drinking more and more beer, it's getting harder to do up my shoelaces. And I'm like, fuck, I've had a few. I'm probably a bit loud. Yeah. But vodka, you, you still, just... you're light on your feet. Your brain's fucked off, yeah. but you're light on your toes. And you're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm going to tackle a hostie. I think the switch in general is a bad move. I wouldn't mix the grain with the potato myself, but the switch usually involves going to harder liquor, and it's always it's never people switching back to something lighter. So no. As the night moves on, like I'm making the switch. Your, your mate and mine, Chris, the bloke, TM, Franklin. Oh, thank God. He, he is actually switch, my mate, yeah. Yeah, when he makes the switch, you just you get the fuck out of there. Man, Chris Franklin, be... Chris, the, the bloke, TM, Franklin. <laughs> yeah. Um, when the, had, when the bloke TM say, says, "Look, I've had forty-two beers. I'm switching to whisk. <laughs> uh, switching to Jim Bean." You go, mate. I'm fucking going home. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Jim Bean you can even call a whiskey or a bourbon. It's like a Southern Comfort where you go, "What is it?" And they go, "What? Yeah, secret." <laughs> yeah, no one knows. They don't really know. They just made it and like, keep making it, like Jägermeister. <laughs> Do yeah, not look into yeah. this brew. But for our listeners that may not know. Uh, Chris the Bloke Franklin. Um, he's a comedian here in Australia. Used to be a member of the Royal Australian Navy. Um, he actually saved the Queen's life when he was a chef in the Navy. Did he? How? Yeah. He's By a not chef. poisoning her or something? 
Yeah, well, he they were whipping up all this food for the Queen. This is in the 80s, I believe. And uh, he remembered that she was allergic to shellfish. I'm Didn't sure re- she would have got a lobster on a plate and sorted it out <laughs> herself. Well, maybe it might be too we'll late. Still, we'll still catalogue the bloke TM as a fucking hero. Yeah. Man, it, the, second, the, the, second, the second most popular uh, chef on a ship behind KC fucking Ryback from Under Siege. <laughs> You've never oh. seen Under Siege. <laughs> not to a point where I'd know the guy's fucking name. KC Ryback? It's KC fucking Ryback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. He's um anyone who's good at martial arts and has a ponytail, they're up to no fucking good. He he sound, he found himself in the news a few years ago, didn't he, for being a bit of a touchy predator. Yeah, I th- yeah. Anyone that um anyone that becomes friends with Russia, you've got a Oh. Yeah. If your second passport's a Russian passport and you're not from there, don't trust you. Don't know what you're up to, no. but I know what it isn't. Yeah. And that's paying the appropriate amount of tax. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris Frank, Chris Franklin though. Look, Google him. He had a number one hit called "Bloke," um, which he, he even jokes about on stage, saying you've got to feel bad for musicians trying their whole career, and he just came along and changed the words to a song. Had a number one hit for eight weeks, and he got to play it at the MCG in front of eighty thousand people. Jesus Christ! I yeah. didn't know that. I, I knew he had the song, of course. He still fucking does it, but um, I didn't know. The extent of its hit, I wasn't here. Um, <laughs> I uh, but Bill, though, we'll get back, get back to our William Lee. He, he got refused, right? He got cut off, and um, sorry, mate, I've got the toy yeah. here. Yeah, oh, use it, <laughs> use it or lose it. Um, and uh, and fair enough, he's teed off, and and seven passengers traveling together dragged him to the galley at the back. And held him down until landing at JFK. You know why? It was the year. The year was ah. 2005, which is, if yes. I'm correct, after 2001, which pre 9 11, asking for another beer, not getting it, and then tack- tackling a flight attendant, probably get your noogie at the other end. Ah, yeah. you, you, <laughs> you little rascal. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, someone to just pilot come out and rub your hair for you. Yeah, get out of here. Get out of here, week. cheeky. See, see you uh, next week. Yeah. Post nine eleven, seven people are going to team up. So were that who were the, the seven people? Well, they sat on him for an hour. They, this is, I mean, an hour. They, they were travelling together, seven people and blokes, big blokes. He was a big bloke himself. He was no, he was no Peter Bradley Junior. PBJ mm. from a few weeks ago stacks on. Yeah, but um, big unit he did complain while he's being sat on, of having asthma, lending him a particular distaste for having seven blokes sit on him for an entire hour. I don't think that is asthma. On, on that now, I've yet to see anyone in perfect health having an issue on a plane. Everyone's, everyone's a victim now, I get it, but <laughs> probably sort out your health before jumping in a confined space with fuckwits and then self-medicating or whatever it is you're up to and get your hands on some shit and take it. Is that, like, is that, is that an option? Do the unthinkable and just don't fly if you're not healthy? Oh, no. Can't happen. You've it's seen like, them. It's like a right now. The world's going to spin just fine if you go back to buses. I don't know. That's a long bus trip. LA to New York. If, yeah, you're, the, if well, you're that ill. Do you need to make it? <laughs> um, well, Lee's wife, Mina, yeah. she she said that he Mina. wasn't a big drinker. Mm. Mina. 
M-E-E-N-A. Yep. Mina. Maybe not she on the ground, that, um, but apparently in the sky he loves a few. Yeah, he did like a beer and uh, and a vodka by the look of things. Although, like she said, he wasn't a big drinker, but it does look like he might have been an adulterer because it, it only briefly mentioned that he, he said, I'm, I'm despondent because I broke up with my girlfriend. But he was also, and this puts the kibosh on that theory, he was a churchgoer. So there's no way he was an adulterer as well. No, can't um, happen. It's in the book. Couldn't have. Well, it's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. <laughs> and he was, also, he was also never violent. So I'm starting to disbelieve what all the witnesses were saying about him. Yeah, I'm reading. don't get violent either. I'm reading a quote from his wife, Mina, saying, he was never violent. That's the reason I don't believe it. That's a weird conspiracy theory, to not believe any of them, but believe your husband got held down by seven blokes for no reason yeah. on a plane. Absolutely no reason. And uh, what was he doing in LA? I've got a couple of theories. But um, <laughs> oh, yeah, she didn't believe it, a word of the airline story, nor did his sister, who was upset about uh, the whole thing because um, old William, he got taken to, when, oh, upon landing, he got taken to Jamaica Teaching Hospital in Queens. Yeah. Which is the birthplace of a certain Mr. DJ Trump. Oh. In, uh, 1946. Oh, mate. For the trivia buffs. <laughs> Jamaica, Queens, also where 50 Cent is from, I believe. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, Jamaica, Jamaica Hospital. Jamaica, Queens. I don't know if he was born there. I'm pretty sure he's Jamaica oh, okay. Queens. Gotcha. That's right. Well, that's right near. Too many Jamaicas. That's right near the airport. Oh, okay. Well, that's that explains a bit to me. Um, his sister Ernestine had no idea. What are why these William fucking names? LA. Ernestine. Oh no, good names. Is that Ernestine? There's no good age for that name or gender. Ernestine. That doesn't really. match anyone at any time. Well, it's just like it's one of those ones to me. Like you know, wanted a boy. Gonna get a boy's name and just chuck an Ian or something on the end. It's like Craigette or something. Yeah, what the fuck? What are you thinking? Don't, don't give it a boy's name. Mad. Um, but he was travelling home to see his mother Ruby yep. for her seventy-second birthday. Mm. So we got that much out of it. We don't know why he was in LA, but I've got a, I've got a few theories that I can uh, bring up about oh, yeah. that. But the vigilantes, right? The LA Seven. They were from an international rugby team. Oh fuck. Now, for for our listeners, you're just saying rugby here, so it comes down to two. You can, if you're calling it just rugby, you'd assume rugby union. I'm assuming it's rugby union and not league because um, the seven helped. They were helping. Yeah, they I'll, weren't I'll... the cause of the trouble on the flight. That would make me think yeah. league. Oh no, well rugby league guys, they'd be yeah, that'd be the cause. This this was rugby, the gentleman's game. But rugby and planes do have a checkered history. The uh, the French in their charming sexual harassment, the uh, what did the they Tongans do in their harmless singing? What, the French oh, rugby just, union team. Yeah. Oh, not oh, wow. no, uh, not the actual French international rugby ah. union team, but a French team on oh, a plane okay. were just grabbing bums and you know just doing the regular French stuff that's cute because it's the French <laughs> charm. Sacre bleu. But, um, yeah, you just say a bit of that and it's fine. Um, the Tongans, you know, singing, an entire cabin of Tongans. Oh, and a singing of... on a plane. Fuck you. I'd rather have Big more singings. William Lees getting around. Yeah. Well, anytime there's, there's fun also... plane stuff, like obviously our podcast covers the complete opposite when shit goes south. And we don't agree with what a lot of the people have done. But the opposite of that, fun, happy, you know, when the cabin crew's 
sing sing the song. Oh. You know, they sing the safety instructions. Fuck that. That's worse. Oh, I'm all for people enjoying their jobs. I said this before. I'll say it again. Just do the fucking job though first, <laughs> and then go dancing on your own time or whatever. I don't know. Like, have a smile, by all means, but but pull it up at that. I don't need to see that you're having such a good time that you're not going to get my fucking coke, you know? Um, <laughs> By the way, for our listeners, if they don't... There are people listening overseas, Heggy. I've seen a few UK, a oh, few yeah. US, even some Hong Kong. If, um, if you don't know the difference between rugby league and rugby union, not necessarily the, the rules, but the spectators that watch it and where they sit in the social standings... Um, you can tell what one's good just based on the ads. Like I, I've noticed this just getting into rugby and rugby league recently. If you watch rugby league games, the on-field logos are all to do with betting and Jetstar, and rugby union is Range and Rover and Qantas. Yeah, and chicken. Oh yeah, yeah. You can it's tell. It's all banking, real mm. estate mm-hmm. in rugby. Yeah, Macquarie. And it's more how to how to get out of your fucking debt situation in league. <laughs> I need a loan in three seconds. Well, watch League. Yeah. There'll be an ad for it. Well, well, they, <laughs> they um, oh yeah, oh, another rugby team that uh, has had um, probably the most notable of all rugby playing incidents is the Uruguayan team. Oh, as you might, uh, as you might have remembered, um, no, ended up having to eat. Well, you, yeah, you do. They had a crash in the Andes. Ended up having to fucking eat each other, didn't they? Fuck, I didn't know that. That's incredible. That's a, the subject of a film called Alive. And, uh, oh, I fucking haven't seen some it. Some of them. S- oh, okay. Have a look. <laughs> oh, that was a plane crash. So you've, you've spoiled it. To us. Then it takes a bit of a turn. <laughs> um, anyway, everyone's, everyone's remaining tight lipped on which team was involved mm-hmm. in the uh, William Lee stacks on. But I have a theory. Do you want uh, to hear it? Have you gone through Facebook accounts again? You're a fan. I will say this about you. You are a proper detective. Well, no, Facebook wasn't that prevalent in, in 05. I, uh, I didn't even bother with Facebook. MySpace? Fucking just get down that rabbit hole. It's a nightmare. Um, the Rugby Sevens was on just before this incident. Ah. And uh, the starting seven, it was seven blokes on the on the plane. The starting seven of any team are pretty big generally. And uh, if you must know, New Zealand beat Argentina in the final 34-5. Um Sevens though, sevens rugby for the purists. Uh, well, it's shit, isn't it? Um, <laughs> isn't it just completely... quicker? Oh, it's, it's full size. It'd be like playing soccer, but just you versus your mate on a full size pitch. Yeah, but it's a quick, so, it's a quicker I... game because there's less players on there, and they get rid of a lot of big, big units, don't they? Not many fatties in the sevens. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is completely different to the fifteen to side game that's self destructed in Australia in the last few years, but um. <laughs> Much as I'd love to draw a long bow to your mates from the Emerald Isle here, but uh, <laughs> oh, the Irish midfielder sevens team. Are you accusing someone of being my mate? The Irish. I got this. You love for, the Irish. I got this for you. I'm not your fucking mate. Nice. Very nice. I like it. <laughs> a bit of Gordon Ramsay there. Somebody sent me yeah. that. It's quite nice. <laughs> I'm not your fucking mate. <laughs> that's what I feel like. That's what I feel like saying to the filth when they get a bit familiar when they pull me over. Oh, g'day, you know mate. What? How are you? I'm not your fucking yeah, mate. I got called bro the other night on my bro. bicycle. They sped towards me, paddy wagon full of pigs, and uh, stopped right next to me, discovered I wasn't the guy they were looking for, just said, oh, sorry, bro. 
and sped off. Bro. Bro. Wow. Nah, not me. That's not on. Absolutely not me. That's not on in the Heggie household. No. Did you look around for a bro? (laughs) Yeah. Can't be talking to me. There's someone (laughs) behind me. Maybe that's what they're warning me about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, um... Yeah, so, you know, it's not the Irish team. They didn't have a team until 2015. So yep. that's them out of the equation. The two, they're a bit spongy in the middle before then, the <laughs> Irish, and it is a fast game, like you say. So being fat is a distinct disadvantage. Yeah. Um, well, in any sport now besides sumo, you don't see a lot of fatties playing any sport, really. The Irish do their best in, uh, what is it, hurling? Hurling and... Um... Gaelic football, and that's because they're both amateur competition, so the guys need to work during the week. I think the Irish yeah. with time off, like my best mate, Conor McGregor, on the rise, he was so busy all the time that he sort of kept himself out of trouble. But as soon as he got a $150 million payday after fighting Floyd Mayweather, all of a sudden he can put his yeah. feet up. And, um, you know. No, that's no good for the Irish. They need to work. Got to you keep working. Work. Mm. Idle, idle hands are the devil's work. Oh, yeah. Idle minds. You don't want idle green minds. It's no fucking good. But um, so William Lee, though, he's, he's from Brooklyn, which is, uh, yep. which is you know, Bar, Bar Ridge in Brooklyn, which is a hotspot Irish community, from what I can see, yep. in the uh, 1850s. Bay Ridge? Irish went you mean Bay Ridge? Potatoes. Bay Ridge. What's that? Sorry? In, uh, oh, Bay Ridge. Is Bay Ridge, Bar yeah. Ridge. Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Oh, okay. All right. So, um, I mean, there is some Irish connection there. Most just, definitely. He uh, did switch to a potato-based beverage halfway through the flight. So. <laughs> I, uh, I noticed, too, in one of the articles, it said uh, he was a frequent flyer. Yeah. Yeah. He's in row 35. So, was he? You know? Yeah. You think that'd get you a I little bit. You think that'd get you an emergency exit. Yeah. It, it sounds, a lot of things sound sus to me about it. He's... um. And this this is something that cannot be a coincidence. The uh, the fracas happened on March eighteen, the day after St Patrick's oh, Day. So, Detective Heggy at it again. Well, what exactly was William doing in LA, the epicenter of Irish festivities for St Patrick's Day two thousand five? <laughs> um, he should have just been shipping of... up to Boston. Well, uh, and he <laughs> <laughs> but would have saved him a lot of hassle. Well, I got a uh, I got a couple of. Um, Couple of options of what uh, William was up to in LA. What have you got? Have you gone uh, back in time to the what the what's on today in the LA Times or something? Pretty much, yeah. You can do a lot of stuff on St Patrick's Day in LA. Was maybe he was at uh, Choco Vivo experiencing an expertly curated vegan-friendly chocolate and whiskey pairing session in Culver City, California. (laughs) That's uh, something might have been doing. Was he vegan chocolate and vegan whiskey? Is that what they said? Well. Is, is whiskey not fucking vegan oh, yeah. anyway? Have to I don't be. know. Yeah. They always find something, don't they? Um, <laughs> was he, perhaps William was at the St. Paddy's Day block party and pub crawl, sucking back some beers with green food dye in them for the, that, uh, you know, the authentic leprechaun pot of gold experience that you see I'd, in the uh, bait. If you're making me choose, I'm definitely getting behind that one more than the vegan yeah. chocolate whiskey pairing. Yeah, probably. Well, maybe he's down at Rock and Riley's on the Sunset Strip enjoying some flagship Irish nachos and ordering a 60-ounce pitcher which comes with complimentary bucket of wings. Maybe that's (laughs) where he was. Where they've shaped the guacamole into a four-leaf clover. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) standard. Just comes out like that. The uh, 
proper Irish nacho. Man, we I, all know. Maybe that. Maybe that's what he should. His family should blame it on. Is the um that green food dye in the Guinness? Maybe they Maybe you're meant to stay on the ground after consuming that for a week or so. Yeah, I would think uh, later on that maybe at the you know his eventual autopsy, they just the first incision just exploded green out of there. Oh like no, a fucking horror movie. Did you just say eventual autopsy? What happened to him, Hickey? Oh, he's dead. Oh, did we? We haven't talked about how he's dead. No, he did. The rugby team did their job. Yeah, did more than their job. Vigilantes. That's a long scrum. Up. Do you reckon that would have hurt? our mate William Lee do you reckon the uh, flight attendants gave those boys because they had to sit on him for an hour do you reckon at any point they yeah. asked for a beer fuck I'm a bit parched doing all this security oh, work can you yeah. chuck us a bud they're all having beers yeah, and sure. he's under them going this is fucking bullshit <laughs> maybe maybe like the, the number seven guy on top of the pyramid <laughs> he uh, he asked for a beer and that was the last straw like William's holding out down the bottom there going I can just breathe and he got a beer, and that extra 300 mils of weight just went boof, not gone. Also, snapped the rib cage, dead. Also, what I'm thinking, and I'd be interested in your thoughts on this, Heggy. Um, I don't think this Sevens rugby side were any good because if it took all seven of them to hold down a 48 year old man with a heart condition, nah, nah, that's not how rugby works, mate. It's it's it's, uh, it's come one, come all. Oh, okay. I've been beaten up by more than one person before when it only would have taken one. Their mates don't just stand back and go, he's got this. They go, no, I'm getting in on this. That would be a real, that would be a kick in the teeth if you were a rugby team. And the oh, other side, you... attitude that rugby's always had. You know, when you see Australia, they always, but they beat a team like Georgia or something, 96-0. If, yeah. if they only send half the scrum in for the scrum, they go, no, these, these few boys have got this. We'll spread out a bit. No way, no. <laughs> They pummel them into the ground, going for the record. Touch Ask, hold, um, engage. Which, yeah, oh man, the game's <laughs> lost it. But uh, ask me where else uh, William may have been in LA. Oh, no. Patrick's Day. <laughs> where else could he have been? You've covered the two hot spots and a vegan food pairing. Obviously, he was well, not perhaps. there. You don't, unless no. he was trying to turn his life around late by sticking, you know, getting into the vodka and the vegan food, vodka slimming. Obviously, burn weight on it. Well, he wanted to be around a lot longer than 48 if he's uh, eating vegan chocolate. I yeah. don't want to die young. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you asked that, Nick. Perhaps <laughs> William was at, um, maybe he was at St. Paddy's Day Goats and Grog, a unique goat encounter with whiskey tasting at Oaks Ranch Malibu where you can inexplicably pet some goofy goats in addition to pigs, sheep and alpacas yeah. all while getting maggot on an assortment of hand-picked Irish whiskies. That's at the start of the so, day. You're petting those animals. One of the one of those farmyard what? beasts is going to cop a punch by the end of St. Paddy's Day. You can't let people drink whiskey and Guinness around animals all day in the sun in the California sun and expect it to of end you well. Can. It's in the it's in the fucking constitution, man. It's America. <laughs> They're protecting the rights of everyone's freedom by allowing them to do exactly this sort of shit. <laughs> what? A- I've been watching some American documentaries recently, and every single one has just got the most appalling fucking characters in. Is that? Do you reckon that setup, that farmyard animal slash whiskey tasting, is that for the uh, for the divorced dad that just the weekend with the kids happens to fall? <laughs> 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 He's like, I want to get maggot, and they should go and see a sheep. 
<laughs> oh yeah, estranged dads are always looking for stuff like this, just so kids can fuck off so I can drink away the sorrows. Go and occupy yourselves with some gates, you little bastards. I'm sucking back pints with a green head. Um, whatever the preamble though, whatever's happened on mm-hmm. St Paddy's Day, William has uh, this churchgoer has ended up snorting a shit ton of coke and uh, found himself on a plane getting refused beers during the come down on route well, to Ruby Lee's 72nd birthday celebrations. Well then, just based on that cocaine thing here, I'm going to go for whichever one's indoors. I don't think you want to be trying to ingest a expensive fine powder out in the windy... Off a goat's bum. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no one's doing rack at a petting zoo. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. The Irish are pretty fucking loose. Um, I mean, having said that, there's no... Like, back to what team it might have been. I, I couldn't find out. If anyone's you know knows, maybe they can tell me, get in touch. I'd like my curiosity fulfilled. But my money is on the Fijian team because uh, okay. the reason for this is they're not averse to helping out on a plane. They've, um, I don't know if you saw this or not, but in 2015, Nandy to Brisbane, Virgin Flight, which is a hotbed route, as is evidenced that's in the for... Virgin Bonus episode. <clears throat> Nandy to Brisbane, Fiji to Brisbane, I assume that's when uh, people from Queensland get kicked off the cruise in Fiji. I assume that's who takes up most of yes. that. Most of that route is yeah. last-minute one-way bookings. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a Queensland-South Pacific cruise. That's probably the first stop yeah. in Andy. Yeah. Two hours in, two, they're just passing Morton Island, I think, and the crew say, you're getting kicked off next stop. It's three days away, you're getting kicked off. And that's uh, Fiji. Hey, but, our, um, mate, our, mate Bart, particular. our mate Bart Freeman told us he's done some gigs on cruise ships. He said there's a yeah. lot of people, because I was asking about just fucking wild wild units on board of course there's a lot of them you've done a cruise ship once didn't you never again i did did you have you done one yeah i did a couple of few oh maybe six years ago i did maybe three yeah, in terrible. a stretch of three months never good jesus christ no bad news uh but bar told Mine me a involved. lot i had to do it oh, yeah. gone. bar told me a lot of people um for a bit of a laugh jump off the side as it's leaving brisbane or sydney oh hey lads check this out while their family's waving to them, they'll jump off. And then yeah. the ship has to turn around. So they turn around, pick them up, and it's something like a thirty or $40,000 fine. And they get booted off Jesus at the next Christ. stop. So that's who I think maybe this Nardi, these Nardi flights. Nardi to Brisbane. How do they get them back on? Wouldn't you just Scoop go, them up. you're off, mate? Well, that's what I said to Bart. No. If I jumped off and they said there's a forty grand fine, I'd just swim to the shore. I was close swim enough. Swim off. Abandon your suitcase. Oh, the ship I went on involved one gig on the first night and then three days of walking around getting told I'm not funny by a bunch of fucking bevins, double fisting pints down <laughs> thin corridors. It was fucked. So, oh, fuck, that got me. <laughs> I don't know. Cruise ship, cruise ship industry's on its knees and this guy's not fucking crying. Man, I almost died um, in the way that a lot of people would have predicted which is laughing at something you've said and then choking on beef jerky. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've dodged the so reaper on again. This particular, yep. Yeah, this it's um this Nandy to Brisbane flight there was a medical emergency. Some uh, some old dollies had a bit of a turn. Yep. So the the Fijian team doctor and medical staff went to her aid. The hostesses were flustered, as is the case since hostesses no longer have to be nurses. Jobs for fucking everyone now and there. Yeah. Um 
In the in the 1930s, they were all nurses, and then WW2 rolled up, and they all enlisted. Well, yeah, and, uh, the airlines were left with models. Probably because in 1930, most planes are going to end with some sort of fucking accident. So you, yeah, you may need to know how to how to bandage someone up. Well, yeah. Now, I mean, now it's definitely not the case. There's no one with any skills or qualifications but, on a plane. I wouldn't think. Um, by the way, there's no move. way when all these when all the airports and everything open up again. I don't know if you've seen the footage of the airports around Australia with the planes just. Sitting outside, no. no. There'd be dust building up in spot. I'm I'm not getting on until they've done a few laps and the the pilots oh, have yeah. had a few run throughs because a lot of them at the minute are stacking shelves at Coles and Woolies. I just want them yeah. to go through a I'm few not... storms first, just make sure they know their stuff. Then I'll hop back on. Oh, for sure. I'm not getting back on until three crashes in. <laughs> I'll go. You've, you're definitely going to sort this out now. I'll get on one, but um. Now that's just my... I assume the hostesses on this Virgin flight with a medical emergency were just squealing and running around in circles like olden days housewives <laughs> when they see a fucking mouse because the um, the Fijians had to step in. And uh, one of the problems, of course, was when this was happening, the food service was halfway through oh. and uh, that has to go on. So the Fijian players got up and just finished serving the meals for everyone. Right. And then... Uh, I assume utilising their blistering pace, dazzling attack and ferocious defence that has trademarked their Sevens team throughout the history of the Sevens competition, uh, especially the 0405 season ladder where they finished second. Um, and then after that, after food service, they've, they've, fucking, they've cleaned up. Top bit of PR for Fiji rugby, that. They would have been hungry too. Big boys. Big boys. So they've taken the time to do that. So, so they sorted the person so out fi- and finished the food and beverage service. Yeah. I'd like to know what the staff were doing. But, yeah, the doctors sorted out the, the old woman who yep. had a medical emergency and uh, the boys finished food service and cleaned up. So Beautiful. they're not averse to taking action in the skies when need be. That leads me to believe that they were the team who did the stacks on on this bloke. Plus, the Fijians, they can um, they could easily kill a man and then forgive themselves due to the rampant Christianity that's long infested the Pacific Islands. So <laughs> that's why we haven't heard anything about it. They just went, oh, well. You know, it was, it was God's will. That's that's what happens over there his, a fair bit. His sister, uh, Ernestine, again, after being told what's yeah. happened to her brother, who ingested a lot of cocaine, then has hopped on a flight, got maggot and been sat on until he passed away, she said, and this is quite yes. sad, she said, we don't know if he died on the plane or at the hospital. And all I think is, does it matter? Oh, she's very upset about that. The bereaved often grab onto something like that, though. Yeah, you know what? The worst part is... Um, you know, I just don't know if he had both socks on. You know, what do you? What? He's dead. Don't worry about it. There's always something like that. I have to grab something. Oh fuck! Um, didn't look they, into the. He's got a girlfriend and a wife. He's done a lot of cocaine. He's tackled a flight attendant. Don't worry. Was it? Was it on the plane? Or at the hospital? Yeah. Fucking what? Yeah. That's your first question. <laughs> I've always loved, I've always loved families too. They're just like, in the face of overwhelming evidence, they'll always back up the family member. Go, no, no, no way. He's a good bloke. He's such a good boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, you know, we've got footage of him killing some people. Yeah, but he's a good boy. Don't worry about it. Families have always been like that. It's incredible. I reckon. So, um, I reckon even some where the kids just like the son, bit of an icy, just takes out the whole family. I reckon even even if you hooked up a Ouija board. And had a chat with them, and they'd still say, couldn't have been him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> couldn't be him. <laughs> He's just He's going a through boy. a dark time, yeah. Um, the, um, 
so that's that's why I think it's a Fijian team. But I mean, one of the 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 um, Pacific Islands full of rugby. They they still play the game. They're still very good at it. Uh, the 15-man game in Australia, like we said, has suffered some blows now, what, recently. Why is that, Higgy? Well, one of the linchpin factors in that is uh, your mate um, from Minto, New South Wales, to Tongan parents, Israel Falau. I'm not your fucking mate! <laughs> he found himself in the news quite a bit last year before there was this other news that took it over. Yeah. Um, slower news times. And... um. Of course, I think for, for anyone who doesn't know, he's the one who... Oh, you probably know more about the Triple M headlines than I would, what he yeah, said. Yeah, of course. He put what, up an Instagram post that said it was like adulterers, homosexuals, drunks, thieves, liars. Repent now or you're all going to hell. I, I, I think one thing that um, we've neglected to do is congratulate our 19th century ancestors for heading to the Pacific Islands and spreading the good words. Because <laughs> they've done a bang-up job. It came back sounding exactly as it was taught over there, and this shit has kicked off. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Having said that, before the switchboard fucking lights up, of course, <laughs> I disagree with Folau's opinions. I just, I do have a thing. It's quite funny that he is the face of bigotry rather than a mascot of a bloody successful marketing campaign <laughs> waged over centuries, uh, perpetrated by a variety of Christian missionaries <laughs> in a place that didn't, arguably didn't fucking ask for churches. Got them for free, though. Bargain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a bargain. Well, I don't know. I don't know if the guys that built it would think they were free. <laughs> oh, William Lee. Um, good church well, going. William now. Lee. He was. Um. Yeah. He's a good. He's a good bloke. Um. He's. Oh, God rest his. You know, soul. Um. He was determined to have an acute, um, cocaine and alcohol intoxication. That was the cause of his death at uh, Jamaica Hospital. There, aggravated by heart trouble. <laughs> So, That's a weird again. one, isn't it? To say it's been aggravated oh, yeah. by heart trouble. You think it was the other way around. Yeah. You think it was the heart trouble was aggravated from the acute oh, yeah. cocaine and alcohol intoxication. Well, just how many times do you see people with dodgy tickers really living on the edge, are they? Like, if you had a dodgy ticker, you can't accuse William of wrapping himself up in cotton wool for his whole life. Well, and also, you can, you can blame the seven rugby union players for sitting on him as the cause of his death. But if you're a fatty with a bad ticker, doing a lot of cocaine and drinking too much on flights and St. Paddy's Day, he was probably only one yelling away at from his wife. She was going to dress him down when he got home. (laughs) That that was probably going to tip him over. So if anything, (laughs) the rugby players have done the family a massive favour so they don't have to feel guilty for killing him in the future. Yeah, well... I, you can't accuse, whatever you say about the likes of William Lee, you can't accuse him of not living every day as, as if it was his last. And March 18, 2005 actually fucking was. But you live every day like that, one of them will be your last. I'm, I'm someone with a bit of a negative output sometimes, Higgy, a negative outlook, sorry. And I'll think, fuck, imagine if I died this way. <laughs> no, not you. You're bloody sunshine and rainbows all the time. But uh, I'll think, fuck, I wonder how I die. I wonder if it's this way or this way or this way. I don't think anybody that's ever been sat on by a rugby team until they can't breathe anymore has ever had that in their <laughs> top 10. <laughs> oh, it'd be hard to anticipate, wouldn't it? That is a, that's a one in a million shot. Get good odds for that. Um, and again, you can blame the what, cocaine and the adultery and all that stuff, but we all know the thing that killed him was the switch. Do not switch. 
And if you switch. are going to switch, this is go it. lighter. Yeah. Cautionary tale. Don't switch. If you've been on the whiskeys all day and you want a potato, <laughs> do not switch. <laughs> do not switch. It saves lives. Yeah. <laughs> Call the bloke TM and ask him what happens when you switch. Oh, but... <laughs> He'll tell you a few stories. <laughs> he, um, Chris Franklin, had uh, at the Exford Hotel in Melbourne. It's a it's a dive bar in Melbourne. Pints are still thirteen bucks. What the closest thing Australia yeah. has to a dive bar? Love the joint, yeah. but he uh, one day during Melbourne Comedy Festival, there's a bunch of shows that are run there that we do. Heggy lineup shows and whatnot, and oh yeah, there's a bar downstairs, bar upstairs. I was upstairs and I saw behind the bar there was a little piece of paper on the wall that said Chris Franklin's yeah. tab, and it had and I counted thirty five VBs, Jesus, twelve uh, bourbons. 12 Jim Beams, yeah. and then it had six pizzas. He'd put Exford pizza oh, really? on the tab. If you saw this joint, That's, you yeah. wouldn't want to eat the food there. Well, I love the place for well, drinking, he, but not for eating food. That's great. He's I've had, never seen the bloke in Melbourne not inside the Exford. <laughs> well, you don't bump into the bloke TM on the street. <laughs> he lives there. He goes from upstairs, third floor, his little room, down to the second floor for a gig. Down to the bottom floor for drinking, maybe a fight. Back up the second floor for a gig, and then back up to bed. It's pretty. It's pretty good. You haven't seen him out the front of the National Gallery of Victoria in the line waiting to get in? Or? No, no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't seen him flyering his shows outside Melbourne Town Hall. No. Oh, you know what? You might anyway, be right. I've never seen him outside the Exford. No, I. I just haven't. Remember I've seen him in other, in other cities. He turns up in Sydney every now and then. We hang out. Mate, remember or that? In Launceston, his home now. Remember the early show? There's an early show during Melbourne Comedy Festival starts at 6 p.m. Remember a few years ago? Were you with me yes. when we were upstairs? We went upstairs and uh, Chris, the bloke, TM Franklin, uh, was asleep yeah. on the couch. And we sat next to him and woke him up and go, Mate, just having a cheeky pre show nap. And he freaked out because he'd actually fallen asleep there at about 6 o'clock in the morning and <laughs> hadn't made it up to his There's room. A show on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he slept through a kid's show a fucking... <laughs> Oh, the bloke Good shout out to the bloke G'day, Chris um, he, he would have actually you... been A subject of one of these episodes But he's so afraid to fly That I don't think he really gets to Be himself up there How does he, how does he get to Tasmania? Maggot he, he still flies there Maggot Right okay. Yeah Oh, that's the that's the general theme of a lot of these stories. From what I've seen in my research, people are self medicating, and they come unstuck. Yeah. Anyway, either way, whatever's happened, the world's lost yet another ra- uh, larrikin in uh, William Lee. Rip William Lee. William Lee, you've done it. What a time! The Fijian rugby seven team top work. That's Heggy's call. Lock it in. Yeah. There's maybe there was another team that actually did it. Send us a message if it was you. If you've got some photos on an old Motorola flip phone, send us those three <laughs> megapixels. I want to see a, a blurry William getting I'd cut off. I'd love to know if I'm right because I just there's no indication of what team it was. They're protecting them. Yeah, well, we'd, we'd really like to know. Yeah, if I'm right there, so uh, get into it. Well, maybe those Fijian players. I see after they score a try, there's a kiss of the finger, and it's held up to the heavens. Maybe it's for William Lee. Thinking, I thought it was for the Lord. William Lee. Yeah, well, one and the same, perhaps, now. Who knows? We don't know what goes on up there. 
That brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl, American Airlines Flight 4, March 18, 2005. William Lee, rest in peace, champ. I've been Nick Cody. Luke Heggie, what do you got coming up, mate? Oh, more of the same. More swinging a hammer on a work site. More of this. Uh, Stand-up will be back by the end of the year, perhaps. I don't know. Definitely. You're you're putting out... I plug it in the... uh, It's in the podcast app description every week, but you're putting out new stand-up clips on YouTube weekly? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well... Yeah, oh, actually, I did a fucking Zoom gig the other day. It's not new stand-up. Oh. It's uh, cut-up clips from my last few years. Hold on. But, uh, no, 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 but new clips. People may not have seen yeah, those clips. clips. Yeah. yeah, clips. Sorry, beg your pardon. Um, yeah, each week there's uh, one or two on Instagram and a uh, new YouTube clip up every week. How did the Zoom so gig go? That. Because I've been... Oh, I've terribly. Been, fuck. I've been offered some and I'd said no. No good? Well, I, I did it out of curiosity. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. Did you do obviously. it in this box that you're currently in? <laughs> no, I didn't I've t- actually. I've I t- have. <laughs> only just, only just built this this morning. I've taken a photo. Um, it's not, we'll it's put, not finished. Yeah, obviously, it, it just looks like a big microphone, doesn't it? Um, looks fucking weird. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you can put up a virtual background, but my software doesn't support it very well. So, no, did, did mine. In front of a Scientology building. Oh, great. <laughs> but it was a bit, it was a bit, bit blurry. <laughs> But uh, anyway, students <laughs> students aren't my people. It was, just, it was a university gig. Students aren't really my people. Who who were you on with? And young. Uh, uh, Simon Kennedy emceed it. Uh, Dave Schmidt, Lizzie Hu, Steph Broadbridge, Sean Woodland, the fucking pussy, pulled out. Oh. Decided he didn't do it. Didn't want to do it. And yet he turned up on the screen watching. <laughs> Hold on. Like a little fucking worm at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> that that seems a bit odd. Yeah, the thing that it gets me. Are, are you saying all the comedians are just on the screen? Yeah, you got your own little box. Like you can see yeah. your own little box now. But there's, everybody's taking there's... their turn. Like that seems so weird to me. Like if you host a show, you'd bring a comic on, then you use that time when the crowd can't see you to go for a piss, grab a beer, maybe look over notes. But what well, Kennedy's that, just there the whole time. Sort of... Yeah, it's grim. That is... You're supposed to laugh at each other and stuff too, but it's hard. No. But uh, you can send each other messages, which is a, which is fraught with danger as well, because it, it sends a message to the last person who sent you one, yeah. Not necessarily the person you're trying to send it to. It's pretty, it's dangerous. Yeah. Because you can send it to everyone. Yeah. And uh, you, I very nearly did that, sending Sean a message. Of course, you've, but, um, <laughs> mate. You're very good at many things, and you're a very intelligent man. But I must say, talking you through tech stuff. Is... Oh yeah, not doing it. <laughs> It's yeah, I know. I know what people talk about. They're like, Oh, I tried to tell my mum how to do this and you know, it's whole routines are built on that. Fuck off. I'm one of them. Whatever. I'm a specialist. Yeah. At finding cunts on planes. Yeah. And you've done it again. Yeah. William Lee, <laughs> that's the end of Midfly Brawl. Check us out on Instagram at Midfly Brawl. I'm at the Nick Cody and you Heggy. Uh at Heggy Luke. At Heggy Luke. On uh, Twitch it up. Yes. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.